Welcome. You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. And today we are just a few days away from Christmas 2020. And uh, if you know anything about me, I love Christmas. And I love to take a look at history. And so we're going to look a little bit at at the history of Christmas today. Why do we celebrate Christmas uh, at all? And um, and if you know anything about me as well, you know that I love fun facts. <laughs> and so let's uh, let's take a look at a few fun facts about Christmas. Uh, number one, uh, each year, thirty to thirty-five million real Christmas trees are sold in the United States alone. Uh, I, for one, actually owned a Christmas tree business at one time in my life, and so I'm well aware of how many Christmas trees go out this time of the year. Uh, number two, Christmas was canceled from 1659 to 1681. The celebration of Christmas was outlawed even in Boston, and the lawbreakers were fined five shillings for celebrating Christmas in Boston. Wow. Uh, Christmas was declared a federal holiday in the United States on June 26, 1870. Uh, The first eggnog made in the United States, was consumed in Captain John Smith's 1607 Jamestown Settlements. And so, for those of you that like eggnog, like myself, I love eggnog. The thicker, the better. And uh, some of you absolutely hate eggnog. (laughs) And uh, that's okay. Uh, But the first one uh, that that made eggnog uh, was, uh, was made in 1607. Um, poinsettia uh, plants were named after John R. Poinsett, in an American minister uh, to Mexico who brought the red and green plant from Mexico to America in 1828. Uh, some of you know that Rudolph, uh, the most famous reindeer of all, of course, uh, was the product of Robert L. May's imagination in 1939. The copywriter wrote a poem about the reindeer to help lure customers into Montgomery Ward's department store. Uh, so he was uh, he, he was invented uh, for commercial purposes. <laughs> and uh, the last fun fact was is that uh, construction workers actually started the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree tradition uh, back in 1931. Uh, so you know all of these uh, fun facts they they kind of. Uh, beg the the questions, uh, why do we celebrate Christmas? And why do we even celebrate it on December 25th? Was uh, Christmas started as a pagan holiday, as some have uh, said? Why uh, do you give presents on Christmas? And why do we hang stockings? And why why do we put lights on the Christmas tree? Or even, why uh, why does Santa Claus, why is he celebrated? And how does he fit in? So let's take a uh, quick look and let's dive right in. Uh, Christmas is one of the most important holidays that we celebrate, really. Uh, It is really the celebration of the God of the universe literally becoming one of his creations. Uh, You know, when you think about it, I mean, it's like me making, uh, let's say, a Play-Doh figure uh, at a Play-Doh with with uh, one of my children, and then me deciding that I'm going to become a Play-Doh figure myself. I, God literally made us, he created us, and then he himself became one of his own creation. Just a mind-blowing 
type of thing to think about. Uh, and in fact, that moment that he did that and that he was born, that very moment uh, actually divides the record of time that we keep. Uh, when, when you think about it, BC, meaning before Christ, uh, all the time before Christ's birth what is, is considered BC, and everything after uh, is different. It's considered Anno Domini, which is uh, Latin for year of our Lord. And so we even keep uh, track that way. Uh, it, it, it was a significant event because it was a significant thing to, to happen. I don't know if you've read uh, anything from William Federer. He's an author uh, that wrote a book, uh, There Really Is a Santa Claus, and he really does a great job of going into some of the history of, of Christmas and some of the traditions and that type of stuff. You know, uh, Church Bishop Nicholas of Bari, uh, he lived from uh, 20 or 274, that's just 274 AD, uh, and he died uh, on 342 AD. Uh, he would uh, throw bags of gold coins, it was said, into the windows of the poor. Uh, the gold coins would sometimes land in stockings or shoes hanging by the, the fire to dry. And uh, after his death, he was actually declared a saint because of uh, what was being done. Uh, and, uh, and his popularity just continued to grow from, from there. And, and it spread all the way around uh, uh, modern uh, Europe. And, uh, and each nation, though, they kind of had their own spin on the story. So kind of like the telephone game, you know, every time the story is told, it kind of changes just a little bit or it kind of has to fit in with that society's uh, traditions. And so uh, each, each country, each area kind of had uh, their own little take on the story. In fact, if you looked at Germany, for example, uh, they had a tradition of bringing evergreen trees into their homes. And uh, in the 16th uh, century, a uh, Protestant reformer, you might know, uh, his name, Martin Luther, he actually started to put candles uh, on the tree branches of his tree. Uh, not something I would suggest you do, <laughs> uh, only by a trained professional, uh, and, but he did this. Uh, and, and he told his family that he was doing this because the lights were like the stars above Bethlehem on the night of Christ's birth. And that's uh, part of the reason we, uh, we do that today. We don't put candles on there anymore. That's, that's a fire hazard. But we, uh, we put lights on there, and, uh, and that's where that tradition began. Uh, the tradition of Santa having a naughty and nice list uh, comes from the, the book of Revelation in the Middle Ages. Uh, in Revelation, it talks about um, that Jesus will come back to earth someday riding on a white horse. And uh, that's going to be uh, just one of those one of those days, man. I, I, Revelation is so interesting to uh, to go through. But uh, <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit trail. Um, the name Saint Nicholas in Dutch is a, it means Santa Claus. And in the Middle Ages, a legend started that Saint Nicholas uh, had been chosen as Christ's advanced guard to see who had been good or bad. And he would ride into town on a horse, and um, and he would do this once a year, and he would take notes and then give a report to Christ. <laughs> I mean, obviously that that's uh, that was a legend, not uh, not not totally biblical, but that's okay. Uh, but in Norway, they heard about this legend, and uh, and 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 the problem is here that they 
they don't really have many horses in Norway. <laughs> it's pretty cold up there. Horses don't really necessarily like that. But they have lots and lots of reindeer. And so they changed their story to where Santa Claus uh, would come in on reindeer. And, uh, and, and that's what, uh, what they were um, telling their kids and, and, uh, and changed that particular legend. Uh, but, you know, obviously, since they were fairly close to the North Pole there, uh, and they, they changed that uh, story, part of the story of Santa Claus and where he lived. He came from the North Pole, they said. And, and that's where he lived. And, and, and so we know today we even uh, uh, have that as part of our tradition. Uh, so when people were, were coming to America from Europe and elsewhere, uh, many of these traditions that we just were talking about and, and illustrating here, um, many of these stories came together in, in kind of maybe a hodgepodge way, but, um, but they, they came together because we're kind of a melting pot of, of people from around the world. Uh, in New York, uh, in 1823, a professor at the Protestant Episcopal Seminary, his name was Clement Clark Moore, and he wrote a poem for his children entitled, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." You may have heard of it. Uh, in, the, in that poem, it says that the stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes of St. Nicholas soon would be there. This poem spread and grew vastly popular, especially among uh, school children. And obviously you can see how it's bringing in some of these traditions uh, from around the world and it's kind of putting them together here. Uh, 20 years later, uh, in 1843, Charles Dickens actually uh, published his short story entitled A Christmas Carol and the um, redemption of Ebenezer Scrooge really fostered and strengthened the idea that Christmas that Christmas time kind of brings out the best in this. Uh, the kind of that Christmas spirit was, uh, was, was really begun here with, with that particular short story. Um, and, uh, and then since then, the holiday has grown uh, with many songs, movies, commercials. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people, they, they, they may dislike kind of the commercialism around Christmas. Um, you know, even the Puritans uh, refused to celebrate Christmas because they thought it was really trivial, uh, trivializing the message of Christmas. That's where we start to see um, some of those fun facts come in about the uh, about Christmas being outlawed. <laughs> and, um, but they had real concerns that you know the meaning of Christmas was going to be lost in in commercialism. And, uh, and so they, they didn't want that, and so they wanted to, to just do away with Christmas altogether. Um, but, uh, but, you know, the, in reality, Christmas traditions bring families together. And, and it reminds us of what Jesus did all those, those many years ago. Um, it is, uh, it is a, a, real, um, a real time when we can see family traditions. I, mean, I don't know, maybe you have... Uh, a family movie, or you might have a family song, or something, some sort of tradition that you do uh, with your family. Um, I don't know what uh, you you you, uh, it, you might not even have ha- have much of anything at all, but but many families do, and many families uh, will even start their own little thing, and it's and and it may not be something that everybody else does, but it's something that means something to you, and it reminds you of Christ and what we're actually celebrating. Um, you know, some say that. That Christmas started as as a pagan holiday, um, but this is just really not the case. 
Uh, if, if you really look into, into some of the history, and you can, there's, there's many different areas to go to, uh, I would encourage you, um, you know, the History Channel and others have, have a, a lot of different things on this, but um, there, there, uh, there was a pagan uh, celebration of the winter solstice, which obviously celebrates the, the shortest day of the year, light-wise. And, and so many people were, uh, were um, thankful that finally it wasn't going to keep getting darker each day, but that uh, we would actually have longer uh, time uh, of sunlight during the day. And so they would celebrate uh, this. In, in fact, in Scandinavia, uh, the Norse celebrated Yule from, the, from December 21st to, um, to the winter solstice, uh, uh, or the winter solstice through January. Um, and uh, it was uh, uh, in recognition of that return of the sun, and uh, fathers and sons would actually go out and bring home some large logs, yule logs, as, you'll, uh, as you probably know them as, and uh, they would set these logs on fire, and the people would uh, feast until the logs burned out. Now you may say, "Well, you know that might be, you know, that's a lot of feasting." And yes, I mean they actually could uh, take up to twelve days for these huge logs to stop burning. That's a lot of feasting. It, but uh, uh, but that was their tradition. And the Norse believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. Um, and and. Uh, really, when it came to uh, to Christ and, and how we celebrate Him, uh, Easter was really the the biggest celebration uh, of Christ, uh, and and uh, and and rightfully so. I mean, that's the that's Christ's death and resurrection, and and some the way that He made a way. But it couldn't have been done without Him becoming one of His creation, and and so um, the celebrating of His birth. You know, is uh, is justified, but it, it, Easter was definitely the big thing, um, and and particularly because the Bible doesn't really say when Christ was born, so it's hard to say, hey, this is this is my birthday, this is the day that we're going to celebrate it, because the Bible doesn't say when he was born. Now we know that it was probably sometime around April, uh, if the shepherds were were herding, then it was probably near springtime. Uh, so some, sometime around April is probably when this, this took place, but we don't know exactly for sure. But Pope Julius I chose December 25th, and it is commonly believed that the church chose this date in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions of the pagan um, uh, festival, the Saturnalia uh, festival. And now this, uh, uh, this, this thing that, that, uh, that the Pope chose was first called the Feast of the Nativity. And the custom actually spread uh, all the way to Egypt by 432 AD and to England by the end of the 6th century. Um, and so we know that that the holiday itself that we celebrate uh, was not uh, started as a pagan holiday. It was actually started on the same day as a pagan holiday. <laughs> and uh, and so that, uh, and, and, and for many different reasons, um, but... Uh, but all in all, we know that, that what we're celebrating here, the point of Christmas, is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it is time to slow down and just remember, really, what is important when it comes to um, our lives and what Christ did for us. Um, when we take communion, uh, what are we doing? We're remembering how um, Christ 
uh, came and he and he broke and his body was broken and his blood was spilled out because he knows that we we forget we we forget all the time uh, even very important things in our lives and and he knows that and so that's why he set up communion and 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 we do the same thing with Christmas he knows that that we forget and 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 when if we have a Christmas tradition then we remember we slow down we take the time to understand that Christ did come and he made himself part of his own creation again just an absolute miracle and one of those mind-blowing things that's hard to get our, our, our brains wrapped around but when but when he did this he did this because of love he didn't have to do it but he did it because of love the fact that he loved us so much he needed to make a way for us to be able to come back to him after turning our backs on him and 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 when we sin that's what we're doing we're we're turning our backs away from him and so christmas time is a time to remember that is a time to not just remember but actually celebrate and rejoice and we do that in many different ways and we have and 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 our family we have we have traditions we have things that we do during the christmas time and we do them every year uh, why because that's that's our family and that's how we celebrate and that's how we remember and so uh, i encourage you if you don't have maybe a family tradition or, or something that that you do during christmas time uh, i encourage you to do that and 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 make the christmas time a really special time uh whether you have kids at home or not whether you have family that's close or not uh, i would encourage you to make christmas a very special time remembering exactly what christ did for us now if you uh you want to uh, send uh, along an email to us and, and let us know of your traditions and maybe the things that you uh, do with your household. Uh, that email is fouruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's four, F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.